Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hey everybody, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle. Today we are continuing on with our position by position preview of the Bengals for the 2020 season. And today we're talking about defensive line. Now, I initially planned to do this group a little bit earlier, but it has been an eventful couple of weeks. Uh, There was the Josh Tupo opting out. And then there was fear of a potential Geno opting out. and, And then, of course... The uh, ensuing, but not official until recently, signing of Mike Daniels that delayed this video a little bit. But here we are. We made it. And I'm sure I'm going to finish this up and, you know, hit uh, hit upload and something else is going to happen. But that's, uh, that's the world. That's football, baby. So uh, let's get started on the interior defensive line. And let's talk about Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins... Named to the all-decade team, not only one of the best Bengals in recent years, but one of the best Bengals of all time. He is 32 years old, but he is not done. He is still playing at a very high level. He's still one of the league's best. People say he had a down year last year. That is only true if you just look at the stat sheet and you don't watch the film. Because he played very, very well. His sack numbers were down. But he played extremely well against the run. And at times he was a one-man wrecking crew in the run game. 4.5 sacks last season. Again, that's down. He had 9-plus in each of the past four seasons. They have said multiple times that they want to limit his snaps and make sure he's fresh, make sure he's ready to go at key moments in the game. Last year he uh, he played over 76% of snaps. Sam Hubbard is the only defensive lineman who played more. Geno needs to play fewer snaps, all right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. And generally, you want to keep your D-line fresh. I mean, you look at some of the better defenses in recent history. They had tons of talent, and they would rotate those guys through and keep those guys fresh. So that's a priority for the Bengals. The Bengals really need to make sure they're taking care of Geno and getting the most out of him so they can get the most out of this defense. The next person we'll talk about is DJ Reader. Huge free agent acquisition this offseason. This guy demands a double team. They call him a nose tackle, but he can play anywhere on the interior defensive line. He's excellent against the run, and the combination of Geno and Reader is going to help the Bengals stay in their two defensive tackle packages more often, which means they're going to have more speed on the field to be better against the pass. He's a bit limited as a pass rusher, really a bull rush guy, but he participated in Von Miller's pass rush summit this offseason and lost 20 pounds. So we may see a spike in that area as well. Really exciting pick, a guy who seems to be on the verge of very, very big things in the NFL. So that's the good news, and that brings us to the bad news. We have Ryan Glasgow. Bengals fans really like this guy, and for good reason. When he was on the field, he played very well. But he was frequently injured, 
and now forced into retirement. Not a surprise for the Bengals. DJ Reader didn't take a number. He was the last person to take a jersey number. Glasgow was number 98, Reader's number. And that was the first kind of indication to me like, oh, Glasgow might not be making the team this year. That might be a bad sign. So the Bengals had an idea this was coming. What nobody saw coming was COVID-19. And uh, that led to the opt-out by Josh Tupo. Now, some people look at this and they say, all right, well, we got Reader. We got Reader. We got Atkins. We're fine. Look, in the 3-4 defense, the 3-4 defense is really a three defensive tackle defense. And that was the second most common defensive personnel group that the Bengals were in last year. They ran it a little bit less than a quarter of the time. Okay, second only to nickel. Like everybody else in the NFL, they run uh, mostly nickel. So we just spent so much time talking about limiting Geno snaps. That really hurts you in limiting Geno snaps and you're missing a starter in your 3-4 defense. So obviously this is some bad luck at this position. All right, and this is a run of it. You see this sometimes. Last year, the Bengals had a run of bad luck on the offensive line, particularly on the left side of the offensive line. Clint Bowling retiring. Jonah Williams injured. All right. First round pick injured out for the season. And that was a big part of the problems that the Bengals had on offense last year. They didn't do enough to address that issue when it came up. This year, it's different. And that's very encouraging that these problems came up on the interior defensive line. And what do they do? They went out and they signed Mike Daniels. Great signing. This guy was a stud a few years ago. He has had some injury problems over the past couple of seasons. But you're not asking him to come in and be the dude, right? You're asking him to come in, take 30-ish snaps per game, right? Probably a little bit more, ideally, if you want to get Geno off the field. Daniels is an awesome fit to spell Geno. He can play three technique, he can play four eye, he can play five tech in the three four as well. So really good fit to get Gino off the field sometimes and to take Tupo's role in the three four defense. It gives them a veteran who they can plug in so they don't have to throw in somebody who's not ready or they want to bring in somebody who is really shouldn't be in the NFL anymore to fill into that gap. They've got a quality player to stick in there. Now, the other guy that I'm hoping we see as well is Rennell Wren. And that's a younger guy who maybe just isn't quite ready to be taken on that kind of load. But hopefully they give him some time in there, let him rotate in, let him be more involved this year, and get him ready in case an injury happens to one of these guys. He was a fourth-round pick in 2019. He played at Arizona State, and they asked him to do a lot of different things. Played the zero tech, played out in the five technique, all along the defensive line. Sometimes they had him playing head up and two gapping. A lot of times they had him moving around and stunning. Very NFL style, multiple style of defense, and he could fill in a lot of different roles. He's actually a guy that I was really excited about coming out. I thought, well, this guy is the ideal zero tech in a 3-4. And it made me think that that was my first indication that we might be seeing more 3-4. But he can play these other roles as well. He can fill in for Geno. It could also be a matter of DJ Reader bumping out and Ren stepping in at the nose tackle position. Because I think Reader has a lot more versatility than people give him credit for. Ren is strong, hard to move, but also really quick. 
can shoot into different gaps. I love this guy's potential, and I want to see him step up in a big way this year and get involved in the rotation on this defensive line. So that moves us outside to defensive ends and outside linebackers. Why do I group them together? Because it's the same thing. The 3-4 defense features three defensive tackles, as we were talking about before. So where do the defensive ends, the people we generally think of as defensive ends, come in? They're the outside linebackers in this package. And yes, that, that includes Carlos Dunlap. That includes Carl Lawson. We'll see these guys drop into coverage from time to time. In the two defensive tackle looks, namely nickel, dime, and the 4-3 defense, they play the more traditional defensive end role. Some people like to use the term edge, and indeed when I'm talking about draft prospects, I'll, I'm guilty of using the term edge as well. But I never really care for the term, particularly when every letter is capitalized for no apparent reason. Um, if you like capitalizing letters, use emulos, which unlike edge is an acronym, stands for end man on line of scrimmage. So use emulos and capitalize away. But I digress. This is a great position for the Bengals. One longtime star and two young players who are both on the verge of making a big time name for themselves in the NFL. So let's start off with the star and that is Carlos Dunlap. Uh, he's had at least seven sacks every year since 2013. 81.5 career sacks. That is a team record. In addition, he is excellent against the run and a leader for this team on and off the field. He had a bit of a slow start last year, but he still ended the year with nine sacks, eight of them in the last seven games. He's 31 years old, but again, like Gino, he's not done yet. But you want to see younger guys getting in there and spelling him and keeping him fresh for key situations. Fortunately, the Bengals have a couple. They've got Carl Lawson, stud pass rusher. Great hump move, all right? Great hump move to the inside. He's improving against the run. His health can definitely be a concern. Last year, he played in 12 games, which is okay. This year, he's in a contract year, which means he's going to be looking to eat. He's going to be looking to make himself a lot of money. And even with some health concerns, he has got a skill set where he absolutely can make a lot of money. He's going to be a hard guy for the Bengals to bring back if he can stay healthy and be productive this year. Sam Hubbard is, as I talk about them being defensive ends slash outside linebackers, Hubbard is the truest 3-4 outside linebacker in the group because he's asked to do the most. Dropping off into coverage, pass rushing. He had 8.5 sacks last season. Uh, and he can be an interior pass rusher as well. Comes in when they are in a four-man front and plays defensive tackle. They'll also line him up at Mike Linebacker in in some of their substitution packages and blitz him. Really exciting the different things they can do with this guy. It's one of the more fun things to watch on this defense as you really break it down. Where is Hubbard? What are they doing with Hubbard? Because they do some really cool, really interesting things with him. He's awesome on the edge against the run. Now, he did have a few hiccups early in the season, but by the end of the year, he became one of the most dependable run defenders on the team. Andrew Brown is another guy to, to think about here. Uh, 2018 fifth round pick with the two post situation. A lot of people talked about Brown as you know the next man up in the interior defensive line. He's about 290, has played some interior defensive line in the past, but that's not where the Bengals see him. He actually started one game on the edge early last season, 
And he could see more time there this year as they get in, involved with a little bit more of a rotation. Big, strong dude, and has shown some pass rush ability as well. And that brings us to 2020 fifth-round pick, Khalid Kareem. Tough dude, versatile, can play on the edge, hold his own, but can also come inside against really both the run and the pass and be effective was a team leader and a captain at Notre Dame. So both of those guys will be interesting to see how they deploy them. They have a little bit of position versatility. It will be interesting to see how they incorporate those two guys with the big three. Overall, this is a really talented group. On the outside, you've got Dunlap, still going strong, excellent all-around defensive end. You've got Carl Lawson, stud pass rush specialist, who is developing other areas of his game. You've got Hubbard, who is a true stand-up outside linebacker, the type of guy you need if you are running a 3-4 defense or a 4-3 under defense. He has that versatility and can also bump inside and be an interior pass rusher in substitution packages. Inside, you've got Geno Atkins, still elite, and by limiting his reps, you'll be able to see his sack production bounce back. Reader, huge signing. On the verge of really breaking out, he can hold his own against any offensive lineman in the league. He's lost weight. He's working on his pass rush skills. Awesome player to pair with Geno Atkins. And then you've got Mike Daniels. Very good signing as well here. If he can stay healthy, this could be a really tough defensive front to run the ball against. Imagine that three defensive tackle look with Daniels bouncing back into a little of that swagger back that he had a couple years ago. Man, this is going to be a tough unit to be able to run the football against. So that's the defensive line group. Again, we'll continue on with these position-by-position position breakdowns. A lot of them already out, so if you missed any, go back and look. But we do have a few more coming up over probably about the next week. We'll be wrapping these up. So thanks for checking out the video today. Go Bengals who day. Yeah, we coming for us hours. You hear the call.